You bought all your presents? Not one. Uh, my wife does all that, B. You don't do anything? I, I don't, no. I mean, she's... Do y'all buy presents for each other? Yes, we do. Uh, but it's kind of one of those things to where um, this is what I want. Uh, I'll go ahead and take care of that so that I don't have to exchange it. <laughs> so you say, Christy, don't buy me anything. I'm going to go ahead and buy my present, and this will be from you. That's, it's more the other way around. It's for her. She tells me that, not me. Oh, she yeah. buys her present and says, yeah. thank you, Brian. I, I appreciate I'm, that. I'm of, I basically just tell her I don't need anything. But she ends up, her and the kids always get me something that I needed, like a shirt that may have a hole in it that she's ready to get rid of that I like uh, a lot. Yeah. You know, it's kind of dear to my heart. She'll... She'll somehow trash it and get me a new shirt. Well, y'all have got your routine figured out. We have um, we got a project manager here. You'll know uh, Stuart. Oh yeah. I was going. I was not going to say his name, but I'm going to say his name. So Stuart came in my office uh, earlier this week, and he said, "You know, I'm dating this new girl." And and I said, "Well, you got her Christmas present picked out." And he said, "She told me not to get her anything for Christmas." And <laughs> she she is so smart. Because I, I know Stuart very well, and he yeah. probably cannot pick her out any clothes. At I all. said, Stuart, do not fall for that. I said, that is a trap. I said, no. <laughs> he said, she told me she will be mad at me if I buy a present. I said, she will be more mad if you don't. I think he needs to stick to her advice. Really? Oh yeah, well, absolutely. I, Stuart, I gave you different advice. I've met her. I've met her. Yeah. Brian, Brian, you probably ought to go with Brian's advice. Mm-hmm. I take it back. I will take it back. You ready to get going? Absolutely. The sound of that tractor means it's time for us to go to work. You're listening to the Give Us the Dirt podcast powered by Hoopah Grading Company. My name is Brandon. I am your host. And today we've got Brian McManus, owner and president of Hoopah Grading Company, in the studio with us. Brian, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. How long has it been since we did this? Uh, a while. It's been a yeah. while. It's been a while. You've had... Uh, Seemed like it was just yesterday, though. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I still get people that come up to me and say, I just listened to Brian's first episode. I mean, you were the first podcast that we had on Give Us the Dirt. And I think people still enjoy going back and listening to that first one with you. Yeah. That was a special one. Well, you did a great job. (laughs) We were were both cutting cutting our teeth on that You pulled someone that basically said, hey, I don't know about this podcast thing, and you got me in a room and somehow recorded me. Uh, You did a great job on that. I don't think any of us knew about this podcast thing, but here we are. We still got people listening, and and, uh, it's been a good year. We had some good guests in the studio this year, had some cool series that we were able to do, and the team's already got some really cool stuff lined up for 24. So. No, I think they've all been wonderful. I get so many calls and emails from the, uh, you know, the topics that the guests talk about. The the guests, I mean, themselves. I mean, everybody's been just phenomenal. And then you, you and Bam Bam. I mean, just, I mean, everybody's like, man, they're superstars. I mean, it's just what what an honor. Yeah, it's fun to to be able to work with each of you. It's fun. It's fun. We're having a good time. Well, um, so here we are. We at the end of twenty three. Uh, what when you think about 23 and you think about the kind of year it is what comes to your mind how was 23 for you you know it's you and i talk about this a lot because we we meet regularly i think you know 2023 was um it's almost like it was not very different from any other year with the exception of and then that exception of is a lot i mean because you if you, you kind of got to take, I think, 2023 all the way back to COVID. You know, when, when COVID hit, 
in 2020, you know, we three or four months there, you know, I think it, we, we, we had 30 to 40% of our business stop, pause, or delay. Um, and then we were, we found shovel ready, you know, work with a lot of the e-commerce that was going on in the Charlotte area. And then everything that was stop, pause, or delay was back on. And I mean, it was just, Oh goodness. You know, what are we, what are we going to do? We've, we've got the work. We don't know how long this is going to last because we didn't know where COVID was going to go with things. And, uh, we had to expand, you know, and we started expanding and in essence, I mean, we didn't double in size, but we probably increased 60% our, our head count. And, you know, we just started working hard 2020, 2021, you know, and then 2022, you know, that it's really when you started having the material issues and not being able to get equipment and, you know, we really didn't have a people problem and maybe we had an experience problem and a skills problem, which maybe we can get into that here shortly, but it, it just, it, it, it become very difficult in 2022 to get anything done because you couldn't, either you couldn't get the iron or you couldn't get the product that you need to put in the ground uh, so that you could get the job done. And then, so 2022, you still had new projects coming on board. You know, things were getting permitted and signing new contracts. So you're starting all this new work. Well, then here's 2023. You've got plenty of backlog, but yet a lot of that backlog is still trying to wrap up older projects pre-COVID, post-COVID. So you, you've kind of got a whole lot of stuff that you're finishing at the same time that it actually in 2023, you're starting less. So you, you end up with fade. I mean, you know, we've had a profit fade, you know, you're, you're hemorrhaging cost. And um, 2023, I, I think, was the year of we got a lot to get done. We got to get these projects off the books um, so that we can, you know, just have a good solid 2024 moving forward. But if you if you look back on it, you know, 2022, things really started kind of slowing down. I mean, you know, at June of 2022 to the beginning of 2023, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of contracts signed and there wasn't a whole lot of projects started. We still had, again, plenty of backlog, I think, from the 2020-2021 time frame. But you just you 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 saw that kind of contraction in the market. Now, I think that contraction was a good thing. I think every contractor around here would tell you that a breather would be great because, I mean, it's been tough uh, to get things done the way that things have been stretched out. But with that said, you know, you had in 2022, you had fuel and material price increases. And then obviously our labor market is is continuing to be very, very competitive. 2023, it was everything. Mm-hmm. You know, fuel's better, which when you look at fuel, that was a big, big item in 2022. But in 2023, it's down, but it ain't nowhere near down enough to, to take care of, you know, your health care cost, man, your your office goods, your parts for your equipment, uh, your pickup trucks. Uh, then your, then the interest just compounds. I mean, you know, the, the interest rates going through the roof. I mean, your lease rates going through the roof with residuals uh, being low versus high. So your payments, I mean, you just, everything has gone up. And you're like, when you look at your, GN, your G&L costs and, Look at your income statements now, and you know, we've been looking at that laser focus every time we close out a month all year, and it's like, wow, it's everywhere now. And I think the inflation that we heard in 2022 that we're continuing to hear today, I think for mo- I know for at least for this company, Hoopal Grain Company, we have felt more of that pain in 2023 than we did in 2022. And I, that's interesting that's, to hear you say that because it's almost like I mean even going back to COVID, as you said, 
each year we've we've gotten a new blow, a new variable that was introduced into the equation that we'd never dealt with before and definitely weren't prepared to deal with. And and it just kept coming and kept coming and coming. And then here we are at 23 and we're dealing with it all. And in some ways, would you say that we as a company have worked harder? In oh, 20- a- absolutely. It is. I mean, our, our team has been fantastic. You know, could, could we have improved? Absolutely. But I do think 2023 has helped us identify how we can get better. You know, we're always you know striving to be better. But, but you're working the, harder but, and possibly not getting as much. Well, well, that's it. I mean, you're, you're working, I'd say, twice as hard in some areas, and you're not yielding nowhere near what the work should yield. And that's just everything um, coming to a head. Yeah. It's coming together. So, it's the same thing you hear on the news when you hear people going to the grocery store. You know, I'm just I'm not getting as much in my buggy for the the hundred dollars that I could get two years ago or three right. years ago. It's the same thing with with business. You know, there's not there's not as much left over to give back to the team. Yeah, and, and in we, our business, it takes a while before you start realizing that in your budgets, you can start building those things in, but you may not feel that until. 18 months. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the uncertainties are, are, are just, you don't know. Them. And so therefore they're not in your budgets. I mean, a lot of the, you know, the work we're doing now in 2023 probably was a 2021 cost estimate. Yeah. You know, uh, stuff we wrapped up at the beginning of the year could have been a 2019, 2020, depending on how long the projects are. Every contract structured different. Um, you know, and some may, I mean, and we had, you know, our customers did a really good job with them some of the material crisis. I mean, but we had some that we were just locked in and, you know, and had to somewhat hemorrhage that and, and absorb all that cost. Um, but it, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it just, it's like it all just hit, you know, this year, still great backlog, yep. you know, but you're just keeping less of it. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of work. There's a lot of work out there. And you're, if I hear you right, you're working harder than you've probably worked in the last 10 years. You're just not realizing Absolutely. As much. No, ab- absolutely. I mean, you're, you're right. Do you see that carrying into 2024? I do. I do. I, I really More do. More of the same? I, I think it'll finally even out. I mean, we've been able to um, try to get some of this cost into our cost estimates. Uh, the problem that you've got now is there's not as much work. So it's... it's. So the, you are seeing the, it pull back We've a seen bit. it pull back some. I mean, I think the, the, uh, the supply side... I mean, so therefore of the work, then therefore, you know, demand's going to get up and then the prices are going to maybe, I don't, I think prices may go down some, uh, but everybody's still got a decent backlog, but I don't, th- I think really anybody in our industries yet has, has saw the full effect of it. I mean, cause the other piece behind it is, is folks in our industry, at least in this area, I mean, they might've been holding on to some iron, some equipment that they had, or they couldn't get the equipment. Well, now that they can get the equipment, the equipment prices are a whole lot higher. The finance rates are a whole lot higher. Well, all of that at some point will get into those job costs. And so I think a lot of the things that we felt like healthcare, um, just your basic cost of goods within the business, your your insurance, you know, and then your pickup trucks and all your basic equipment, a lot of that got put in in 2023. But then some of the bigger stuff is going to start baking in in 2024. So it, I think 2024 is going to be a, a year of balancing out. Uh, I do think the contraction though, a, a bit of, will help us, you know, get our teams where they need to be. Um, I mean, the one thing that, you know, we, we all, I think every contractor, I know at least in the Charlotte area, everybody's really busy. Everybody I talk to don't have enough people. 
Um, you know, we've, for the most part, I mean, we felt some of that, but we've had a really solid team. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the team that we brought on to expand has the knowledge and experience that they need to be at the height of efficiency. You know, it takes time to build build operators and laborers to do the things that we do. And, you know, you're not going to get those returns in a year. Yeah. So a lot of that, that labor issue that we've, we've all faced, not just construction but the entire industry, uh, it takes time to, to get those people to where they're those star athletes. That's you know, interesting, that can catch Brian, the ball, A lot know. of people, you know, if I'm just listening to you, it, it almost sounds like, and correct me if I get this wrong, but it almost sounds like things pulling back a little bit you're okay with that absolutely uh, i think well <laughs> i think cool. we can retool i mean yeah. i think we can get the, you know we've got our academy our, yeah. our team development group i mean i think we can get out there and, and put the touches that we need because we've got the time to do it and we'll make the time and we'll have enough staff to be able to do that and uh just kind of retool you know uh, that whole mindset that maybe you could do less and make more Well, absolutely there's no doubt about it there is no doubt about it because when you stretch yourself um i mean you're you're not going to yeah, pull in as much for the team. What are you most proud about for twenty three? Looking back over the last year, is there anything that just like you say that was that was a good win? Well, I, I, you know, number one, I mean, I'm I'm very blessed to to be able to be a part of this organization. You know, first and foremost, and um, I mean the team. You know, I think I have to say this. I mean, I'm six years in a row, top workplace nominated four years in a row best place to work i mean i'm i'm very proud of that you know i think our team deserves all the credit because that's all them you know um but but what i've knowing the the issues and and, and all the some of the problems that we've dealt with i mean whether it be coordination of materials or, or equipment or just or individual skill sets and the adaptability of our team to always look at this thing like look we're going to get through this you know we're going to get this job done i know it's wet or or uh, this individual might not quite be as efficient as you need to they always somehow figure out a way to divide and conquer and uh, they get things done and, and the, i think the one thing too in 2023 that i i am very very proud of is our team is having each other's backs yeah um you know in the heat of the battle and what we do, sometimes that can get tough for men and women to have each other's backs. I mean, because there's issues that happen. There's debriefs that obviously it's not just point the finger, but, I mean, we, we find our problems. I mean, Hoopal Graden does a really good job of, of trying to figure out, okay, what's the root cause of any any opportunity that we have to do better. And sometimes that stings a little bit for folks. Uh, but I'm very proud of how our team has, has really worked together on that end. Um, and then just – you know, just where we live, I mean, our community is continuing to grow. Um, I mean, I, I do feel that if it wasn't for our community that we're in, you know, we wouldn't have the opportunity to serve our customers uh, like we do that is building the Charlotte area. Uh, well, so. you, this this company and you personally give a lot back to this community too, and I know you're proud of that. You're not going to say anything, but I'm going to jump back to that top workplace piece of it because, and I'm glad you brought that up. That's a, That's not an award um that you get that i get this is for this represents everybody at hoopa 775 team members that were part of that but what's really cool about that and what makes me proud too is that we you're not awarded that by a panel or a committee of judges that comes from the people 
They actually tell you how they feel about the organization, how they feel like they're being treated, how they think about where we're going, what they're excited about. So it's a, it's a reflection of how they feel about the place that they work every day. And I love the fact that not only did we win it this year, we got number one. Oh, absolutely. And no. then the other part, I knew you weren't going to say this part, but I'm going to say it because I can, is that you, you were awarded the Leadership Award for uh, Top Workplace. So, I mean, that's huge. That's a huge honor. And again, I know you wouldn't say that, but that was that was a reflection of what the 775 team members that we have believe in you. It's the, it's the men and women that put their boots and Jordans on every day and, <laughs> and show up here, show up on our job sites, you know, to, to achieve, achieve our goals. And uh, that's all them. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, it's I'm so proud to be part of that. And, I know you uh, are. I think that's a that's a big that's a big win, you know, to find that out at year end. Because I mean, they've heard me every month, guys. We got to tighten up. We got to we got to tighten up. You know, we're we need to find that low hanging fruit. We need to be efficient. We need to be safe. We need to be productive. And you know, but to to get that at the year end, like we was awarded here in the last three or four weeks, um, I mean, it's just it puts the icing on the cake for the that's year. Big. That's big. Yeah. So, what about lessons learned? You learn anything in 2023 that just stands out to you, something that'll change how you lead moving forward? Uh, you know, we've, we've been laser focused on our vision. Um, I think we, we somewhat learn every, every Which quarter is, just to be the best, you know, to, to be the best in, in, in the, in, in the Carolinas. But, you know, now we're trying to maybe achieve that nationwide, even though we don't work nationwide. Um, I, you know, I think what you what I've learned probably most is is you have to really really make sure that you're constantly communicating and defining and helping folks with that vision of what that means. And I, I think as we get better, which that's what our team has, they continuous they continuously get better and better together. So we've got to what I've learned this year is is we've got to continuously define what better means. Because once you, you get to the point where you're up with top workplace, you're heavyweight champion, well, what is there above that? Well, the fact of the matter is, is you can go a, hot, a lot higher with each other. Um, and so I, I think that's one thing that I've learned. And I don't know the answer to that. You know, that's where I think our team's got to be pulled together here, you know, maybe after the first of the year. And maybe we revisit our VTO and mm -hmm. we, we talk about let's redefining, you know, what the best means. But that's kind of what I've learned for the year. Um, and then, I, then I've also learned that, you know, and it's our, our world's kind of in the site industry is, is if it's wet, we don't get a whole lot done. Uh, if it's dry, it's just, you're getting a whole lot done, but it's painful, you know, along the way. Um, but the, the cycle does ebb and flow, you know, and it, it's, but what I have learned in 2023, I guess is where I'm long winded answer here is, I think things are normalizing. I, I think we're finally getting rid of the COVID stigma. And although we've, it, it's definitely caused issues, you know, with getting things done and you seeing profit fade in some areas, but, but when you look at everything else, the trajectory is North. It's just, we're, we're headed, we're laser focused to achieve our goals. 2024, I think 2024 is going to be a, a, a fantastic year. I mean, I'm telling everybody at breakfast, I mean, just look, don't dwell in 2023. Wasn't, it was still a good year. I mean, I would probably say from 
lot of companies where it was stellar mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to some. But 2024, I think, has the makings of just being just huge. If our team, which they will, will take and continue doing what they did with the resilience and hard work that they did in 2023, you push it into 2024, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, that's interesting to hear you say that because you also, you know, you said it's – we're not necessarily going to be free from all the things that we've been dealing with over the last three years. They're still going to be there. And we might be even facing a little bit of shrinkage in the market and things pulling back a little bit. But yet, at the same time, you believe this has potential to be the best year that we've had in a long time. Absolutely. You know, and it's, not all, it's not all about profitability, neither. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we've got a lot of young folks that uh, I think they're going to come into their prime in 2024 we've yeah. got a lot of young operators that'll be efficient and they'll be productive and then we've got some operators that'll step into some leadership roles um, mm-hmm. and start leading leading teams and then we've got current leaders that they're going to really get into their their stride to where they're going to become better leaders servant leaders and uh, and then our obviously our senior leadership i mean they're continuously getting better and better and better and identifying problems or well opportunities how about that uh, to move the needle. And when you do that, you know, th- that right there, that's working under the hood, you know, so that you can somewhat capitalize on those opportunities that are out there in the future. Yeah. I like that. So, and you, uh, and you having fun, you know, you enjoy right. it. I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about. Well, yeah. If you're not having fun, no yeah. way, all the other things aren't going to happen if they're not enjoying their jobs and, um, thinking about, themes for next year and things that we're, we're trying to work on as a company. And I imagine a lot of other companies in our space are doing the same. Uh, are there any emerging themes when you think about what we're going to be focused on over the next 12 months in 2024? What are, what are some well, themes? Well, one is, uh, you know, which we, I've put this message out on our videos, but then also our, our, our breakfasts that we've had here at year end that, you know, look, all of you matter. Everybody here is a stakeholder in the company. You know, all everything you do, your your actions, you know, showing up for work, you know, getting the work done, working all day, uh, being there to support the team, all that matters. Those little things that may seem as if they don't, they do, and they not only do they affect the entire company, they affect each of you, each of the individuals that work here, and also our customers. You know, we're we're here to serve our customers. Um, they everything they do can it can either move the needle up or down you know and if you move the needle down that that's less prosperity and opportunities for for our team and but if you can change those little things um to get better um it it really moves the needle and our whole goal is is to i mean for 2024 really is to say guys look you're all stakeholders in this you know it's not just brian mcmanus i mean it's everybody here you know, you have the ability to move the needle. I love that yeah. word. I love that mindset, too, because it creates a mindset of ownership. Yep. Even though they're not owners of the company, they have something at stake in it. They they are affected personally by the success or the failures of the company. And so I love that mindset. What's really cool is for the last four or five years, we've been drilling into our team that, hey, you're leaders. Every one of you are leaders. If you've got the ability uh, to influence somebody, you are a leader. Absolutely. And we've been driving that message in. And I think now we got 775 leaders out there that see themselves as leaders. Now the message is not only you're a leader, now you're a stakeholder. You can't look at something out on a job and say, well, that doesn't matter to me. That, that's not going to impact me. 
I don't, I don't, I'll let somebody else to deal with that. If we actually see ourselves as stakeholders, then everything that happens impacts us at some level. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that message. No, I think it's, it's, it, and it's so, but it's true. I mean, it really is. And they are stakeholders. I yeah. mean, they, they, everything oh, yeah. they do each and every day has, has the ability to move the needle. And to impact what ends up in their pocket. Yep. Absolutely. Well, you give a lot of money back. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we want to give more, you know, that was the thing. I mean, we, you know, the, all the talks we've had, it's like, cause we've been very transparent of, you know, how we, where we where we stand, you know, financially, and we tell them what we're giving back, and it's a significant amount, yeah. you know. But to to be able to, you know, combat all the inflation and and get the the raises that they need, but also bring home the bonuses that they need to live, you know, that that's the thing, you know, our our industry, and I think it's you hear this a lot. I mean, you you can call it inequality or whatever it is, but I mean, when you men and women in this industry, they need to be able to live off what we're paying them. You know, and, you know, I'm, I have a big, big passion and heart to where if we can achieve these goals that we're talking about, meaning you're you're a stakeholder and you're being the best and you're being efficient out there every day, we can be so far above our competition and you'll bring home way, way more money, but we can still compete with them and get the work done. That, that's the goal. Yeah. I mean, we want everybody to prosper. You know, it's it's not just one person or or a group of people within an industry. I mean, we want everybody that works at Hoopaw Grading Company to prosper. I mean, you should be able to have a good Christmas with your kids and have a retirement. You know, it, and it just, I know that gives you joy. Oh, it does. I, I, I watch you find joy in somebody getting in their new home or getting a car, or being able to send their kid off to college. That I, I've seen how much joy that gives you. And I, I know that that's authentic and real, and you really do want that. And then you're right. Everybody should have that opportunity. Um, you know, some of the things this year that have really impacted me that I've learned from it is we have benefited a lot as a company from collaboration, a lot more than we've ever done in the past. We've, um, I think what's happening in our industry, people are starting to talk about the fact that they're, we're all dealing with the same issues. We've got the same problems, but nobody's doing any, anything about it. We've had the opportunity to participate in some really cool peer groups this year. You and I have sat in on some of those. We've Our, our team got to go to the uh, Dirt World Summit, the very first Dirt World Summit, which I thought was awesome. Amazing. Amazing. I thought it was really cool because I've never seen an event like that that was focused purely on the people and and uh, the well, development issues. Well, and not on, purely on the people. It was the site site, contract. site contractors yep. and, and you know the heavy iron the dirt world yep i mean in essence i mean i think that was what was really really cool i mean we met some fantastic companies and you know a lot of folks out there that are really doing a, they're all everybody's got a plan and a lot of them are doing a lot about it yeah and uh, but what we need is we need everybody doing something about it and we've learned a lot from some of these companies absolutely very very talented uh, companies out there and uh, doing a lot of great things I, I think that collaboration's got to become a bigger part of our strategy moving forward. Obviously, you got, you know, you, you, I mean, our collaboration's taking place with site contractors outside of this market, but within the rules, you like, you really can do that, and you, and you should do that, and you can learn a lot. I mean, how we, how we um, you know, train our people, educate our people, I mean, our, the technologies, our, our, the technologies that, that we use, I mean, at the end of the day, it, I mean, I'll tell any of our competitors, our playbook's open for you. I mean, we're here for support. Maybe you you know something we don't know. 
Um, we may know a few things that, that would help benefit any of our competitors or anybody around the state. Because at the end of the day, if we're going to change our industry, if we're going to get those high school graduates and those college graduates to get into the dirt world, the only way that's going to happen is if we work together. It can't be one company that has a good story to pull someone out of school because that one company is probably not going to have enough positions available if we could really change the narrative where people want to get into our industry. So every competitor needs to be focused on that. You know, mm-hmm. you should be focused on how you treat your people, workforce development, but change the narrative that this this um, profession called the dirt world, the site, site work industry, I mean, it is not a bad gig at all. I mean, it is fun. I mean, it's just it's, it's a fun gig. And, Hey, I brought this. Uh, so I brought this up in the last episode with Bam Bam, but there was an article in Forbes that talked about ten biggest business trends in twenty twenty four to get ready for. And I just, you know, without going through all of them, I wanted to get your thoughts. One of them was a skills shortage. So first of all, uh, was this Bam Bam's copy of Forbes? Bam Bam is yeah. He, he okay. brought in his copy of Forbes. He is uh, he's been a longtime subscriber. Reads it religiously. Okay, I'm on. I might see if I can borrow that from yeah, him. I'm sure he yeah. would let you borrow, borrow his his uh, <laughs> Forbes yeah. magazine. So you know the the skills gap is is definitely an issue, and I, I think you got to look at it. I mean, that's that skills is almost like the word communication. It's it's a big word, but when you talk about soft skills and hard skills, um, I personally think, and and you know, again, this is not throwing a dart at the education system or any anything like that, but you know, we we focus on educating kids to at some point become adults and, and they, they build our world, you know, what, what, no matter what position that, uh, that they choose in life, but they end up they're They're the leaders of our, of our world, you know, they're out there. And then the one thing that we see that is very, very hard to fix is that soft skill piece. We can teach people how to run a machine. We can teach people how to lay pipe, how to, use an instrument, how to do takeoffs and things like that. But that soft skill is so important to them. And what I mean by soft skills is like, what does it really take to live, to navigate life? I mean, and budgeting, budgeting and finance, personal and, finance, you know, yeah. and then what, okay. At some point, you know, you're only going to yield so much in whatever you do, whether it's within our industry or whatever industry you go in, but it's almost like, when you talk to a lot of these, it's not just younger folks. I mean, it's it's people that are in their 30s and 40s that's that's really, I think, made our industry tough. Is like they just that soft skills is difficult, and then it ends up when they get out there in life, they they struggle. You know, whether they struggle financially or they struggle just trying to figure things out. I mean, even navigating our healthcare system. I mean, that is it's hard to figure that out. I mean, we've got you know Nurse Kelly here now that. With, with our group that helps navigate issues. I mean, in some of this stuff, it's like, wow, is it really that hard to go to the doctor? You know, but all this is real. And, and it, it's not just your work problems. It ends up being home problems. And those home problems are become work problems, and work problems become home problems. But I think if, our, if not just our teammates, and we work on this with a lot of them, and I think that's an initiative that our team development group is going to continue to work on is some of these soft skills. But if somehow you could get these kids in sixth grade from six to 12, and, and these are life classes, not once a year or twice a year, or having people come in and talk to them, 
I mean, every day have a curriculum that's about life, but it, but not a bite. It needs to be just the facts. We don't need to get in opinions and all that crap. I mean, but it just needs to be, this is what compound interest is. This is how you balance a checkbook. If you make X, this is what you pay taxes. This is your 401k. But this is what you're going to have left to go and buy that truck or buy that home, pay your electric bill, your your phone bill, or whatever else needs that you have in life. That right there is missing. And it's it's big. It's big, and, and you can't avoid it as an employer like you've that's got to become part of the strategy yep. and like you said we can we're really good at teaching the hard skills but the soft skills we can't ignore those either we've got to figure out how to do that you know yes you need help from the school system we need help from the parents we need help from the homes we need help from everybody to do that but we can't ignore it as employers and it that goes into one of the other uh trends that was in the magazine which is the loss of personal touch. And I think that that there's a similar thread that runs through both of these that you mentioned there. It's that soft skills. You know, the emotional intelligence, communication, problem solving. You know, and a lot of things are leading to that. You know, remote working is not helping us with this loss of personal touch. Um, that's that's one of the things that we're going to have to deal with as well. How do we recreate that? And I know that's something that we're focused on. Our team development group is really trying to think about in 24, how do we how do we get everyone to look at, instead of customer service, how do we look at HGC's customer experience? Yep. What does that look like? Every interaction that we have impacts our customer experience, oh, absolutely. our client experience. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a, it's going to be a great initiative. Um, I'm looking forward to see it see it through. It's a tough yeah. one to tackle, it is. but it's it, tough. it addresses a lot of the things that you're talking about. We've got to we've got to invest in in the soft skills and the hard skills. That's got to be part of the strategy. You have any um, you have any goals for 24? Do you sit down at the end of the year and and come up with your New Year's resolutions? Absolutely not. You don't do New Year's resolutions. No, you never have. Never have. Yeah, I mean what. Why you want to pick something once a year? Won't you just do it daily and make it happen? You know what I mean? I mean it's so you reset every day. I, yeah. Well, I mean we've got a, I've got a plan and agenda, but I mean yeah. you know I get after it and our I team like gets after it. And, I like that. You know, our vision is the same. I mean it's it's we'll, we'll check in in twenty twenty eight. Well, I love that. I love that. What about personal goals? You got any personal goals? Uh, you know, personally, is just to continue to support the team here. Um, you know, this team supports me, and um, and when that happens, I can support my family, you know, and be there for my kids and my wife and um, just be the best husband I can be on that end. I think I'm doing okay, you know, right now. Daddy sometimes um, depends on how happy the kids are. Uh, but honestly, from a personal standpoint, I mean, I love what I do. I love this business. I love the people here. Um, you know, my personal goals is to be the best leader that I can be for them mm-hmm. and this company to see it through for many, many years to come. And, um, that's, that's really what my outlook would be for 2024. 20, yeah. And I know um, you talk a lot too, and you talked earlier in the podcast about developing that next layer of leaders too. I know that's a huge goal of yours to get, you know, get that next group ready. It is. I mean, the, uh, succession planning, I mean, strategic planning, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we've got, you know, an awesome group of um, 
you know, senior leaders, mid-level leaders, um, junior. I mean, you got we got all these different entry level, but we've got some folks that we've got to really start getting ready. I mean, I'm I'm 47. You know, I I still got a lot of gas in the tank, but uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of like what we talk. You don't learn this overnight. You know, it, it takes time to learn this, and we've we've got to be very intentional about starting to pull in the next generation to help that will lead this company for many many years to come. That's great. That's great. Elizabeth asked me the other day, she said, what's your New Year's resolution? I'm the same way. I don't really have New Year's resolutions, but I do have some personal goals. And uh, this is going to sound fruity-tooty a little bit, but I really, I'm, I'm, I want to, in 24, I want to love more. I just, I want to love more. I want to, you know, we live in a world where so many people are fighting. People are, there's, there's polarization of values and ideals and everybody's on opposite ends of everything. And I just want to be able to see people the the way God sees them. And just, I mean, we're all broken. Everybody's dealing with crap. Everybody's got stuff going on at home and work. uh, And, but yet we, we worry too much about who's right, who's wrong. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And I can assure you, you and Elizabeth, y'all, if if you love meter can get any higher, man. Um, yeah, let me <laughs> it see. Can. It. You it know can, what, you know it, what it I tell her. To. Yeah, y'all, are, y'all are so so good. Um, let me ask you this: What in in twenty four would you? What do you want to see change within our industry? Oh, man, you know, I, I think we all need to come together on this skills thing. Number one, I mean, I, I think we've we've got to figure that out. Um, when you say come together, like. Like actually huddle up. I, I, I mean, I think there should be peer groups. I mean, you know, how can we come together with our competitors and, and other folks and just look, what are we struggling with? And then how can we legislate this stuff? I mean, is there things that we can move the needle together, you know, whether it's it's, it's investment, you know, into certain um, associations or, 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 or develop an association where they'll go out there and work with these schools and because we've tried it and we're doing some really cool things but we can't do it alone right I mean it's going to take um, an army to figure this out but I, but it's also going to take legislation so that it can get to the school boards and be passed so that they can actually use this stuff I mean we see that a lot of times where they want to okay yeah we want you to help but we really can't let you in the school we can't we can't use you and things right. like that. And, and I get it. It's liability and it's not part of the plan. Uh, but I, I think if we can come together, that can happen. You know, the other thing that is, and I've mentioned this on another podcast, is maybe what a lot of folks, a lot of folks that listen to this podcast probably understand it, but there's people that don't work in construction industry that listen to this podcast wouldn't know this. But, you know, 10%, 5 to 10% of our earnings of revenue is held up in what's called retainage. And, you know, I've been at this, man, a long time. And uh, every time, there's nothing makes sense about that. You know, when when I go and get a a Coca-Cola out of a machine for, well, it ain't a dollar anymore, you know, I don't get to tell that machine, I'm going to hold 10 cents of that, and I'm going to drink that Coca-Cola. And if I don't like it, I'm going to wait a few days before I give you that extra 10 cents. Think about that. You go to the grocery store, the customer doesn't get to hold 10% for his milk and bread. It, nowhere else in the world does that happen. You go to buy a car, you know, we buy a piece of equipment, you know, we don't get to say, well, we're going to hold 10% to make sure that it runs right and we like it. You know, we have relationships, we have contracts that hold people accountable to do their jobs. That's what the contracts do it are right, for. Yeah. How to <clears throat> fix issues, but yet 
that money, the only reason it's being held is leverage. Yeah. It, you know, we sit people down and ask those questions all the time, but that really needs to change because if you think about our industry, we talk about the skills gap and we talk about people. It, it takes money to move the needle. It takes investment. You know, it's just like our, our academy here. I mean, th- this is... It's not free. It's not free. I mean, the, the pe- we've got a staff of 18 people. I mean, it's it's a sizable amount of your gross income. You know, but if you can cash flow these things, it's a whole lot easier to inject, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and put it back in the community. But when 10%, 5 to 10, in most cases, the average is about 8, is held up in retainage, you pay Uncle Sam, you pay your bonuses out to your team because they worked hard. They deserve it. They shouldn't have to wait 18 months to collect. But in short, that's you, your working you, capital. The, the, the working capital that you collect in 2023 was work that you finished in 2021 and 2022. So it just it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Whoever come up with that years ago, um, I, I, I don't I don't know. If may, not, maybe then it needed to be there. But that's who we need to get yeah, in here but on I'm, the podcast. I, but, it's, no, I know you're passionate but I mean, that, about that. That is just it, it. It's not just passion. It's 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 just frustrating. I it mean, is. because if you had that as a business owner, you could do so much more for your people in your community. I mean, we could be every contractor in town could be building academies and and doing things to to move the needle, but also have sustainability. I mean, you shouldn't have to hit credit lines and and things like that for for your profit you know when you need to do certain things and and luckily we've been at this a long time and you know i don't mean this in a way that you know we're on poor mouth and i mean it's just it doesn't make good business sense you know nobody does that in, in any other i don't know of any other industry that says we're going to hold your money it's and, not and, a level playing field and it's not just they're holding your money the way we bill and how it sometimes it takes a while to get even collect that 90 percent you know, so and there is states. There's other states across the country that has legislation for this. There's ways to work around this. If you need leverage, there's things called bonds and um, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, look, we build relationships. We're here to stay. We're going to do what we say we're going to do. You know, if, and if, if you don't, there's if, a contract in place. To and that's what that. the contract is yeah. for. So okay. that's one thing that I would love to see changed. Um, you know, and and, and obviously a a strong advocate of it, but it is kind of the industry standard, mm-hmm. you know, it's throughout. I mean, I, yeah, I do think on, you know, a lot of the public work is if you bond it, there's no retainage. So I think the private market needs to be getting on board with that. Awesome. That, man, that's a whole nother episode. Isn't it? Oh man. I don't know. We better be careful with that. <laughs> one. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, I, th- I think that would really help because, you know, again, we're, we're passionate about moving the needle with our team. Yeah. Um, and when, you know, you want to get them a jacket and get them the PPE they need and, and keep up, you know, with with the raises. I mean, you have to cash flow all that, you know, and yeah. it's better to cash flow it with the money you earn. You know, that's a smart way to do it. Well, Brian, this has been this has been great. I, I appreciate your perspective, uh, your leadership, and uh, but really the outlook that we have for this industry and for this company and for the upcoming year. Um, I'm excited after hearing you talk about it. Yeah, we've got some challenges. Yeah, we have some some things that we've got to continue to improve on to be the best. But it sounds like we've got a lot to be thankful for. We've been blessed in this market, and we've got a good year coming up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I fully agree, and, and we're going to do everything we can to, to make sure that happens. 
All right. Absolutely. You going to keep listening to the podcast in 24? I will. Yeah, I'll you keep will. listening. <laughs> Can we get you back in the studio again next year? I don't know, man. It's it's, it, this may be too soon. To I, talk I'm about proud it. of you. You always, yeah. I know this is not your favorite thing to do, but people love listening to you. I love having you in here. And uh, thank you for, for coming in and sharing with us a little bit. Well, thank you. And you're great, too, by the way. I know you all right, that's get told that. that all the time, but you're, 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 you're awesome at this. And um, I mean, matter of fact, can I have your autograph Stop before, before right, we leave? That's it. <laughs> Brian, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for being in. Uh, Look forward to running this back again next year. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for digging in with us on this episode of Give Us the Dirt, powered by HGC. If you liked what you heard, make sure you leave us a rating and a review and subscribe now on our Apple, Spotify, or YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. To share feedback or suggest our next guest, visit our website at giveusthedirtpodcast.com.